0: thank you so much for uh, making the time to talk to me today um if i ever i just wanted to let you know if i ever like shiver or anything throughout the interview it's just because i got um, my second dose of pfizer yesterday and i'm a a little under the weather (laughs) yeah
1: yeah i completely get you. i had my first last week and it was rough Mm. did you have a reaction to it as well a little bit from like the first few hours
0: but after that it went away but it was strange okay all right All right. Well, uh, first off, I just wanted to ask, uh, you tweeted a bit of backstory for the uh, for the track Love Letters a while back um, off of the project. Um, But I was wondering if you could take us uh, track by track and explain uh, your thought process, you know, where each song came from.
1: Okay. so, yeah, Love Letters is basically about how I'm going to graduate soon and I'm going to have to leave my town because I want to, I don't want to, I do not want to be in my screen of course, and I'm going to have to leave my girlfriend behind and how that's going to play out, which is definitely going to, like, pack me a lot because that's the only person I have my age and like, in real life, I guess. All of my other friends are on the, compu- on the computer and over the internet. That's what Love Letters is about. Window watching was started as a journal entry, actually. It was more just me. I diary a lot and I write a lot of poetry, so it's me putting stuff like that together and just making a song, just really upset one night, just went and put into one e- extremely introspective song. Mm-hmm. Um, Talk to Me? It's so weird, because that's, like, the biggest song off the EP, and that song was kind of, <laughs> like, that song was bullshit. Like <laughs>
0: it, wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't, like... You just, like, kind of threw it out there? Or? I was
1: like, I just want to make a cool pop song that we were going to, like, dance to. And that's kind of what that was. And Scatterbrain was, like, Definitely one of my more negative songs, just about thinking about how I can get self-conscious in relationships, and that's kind of where it The entire thing overall is just about love and how love affects me, so
0: right i mean that's that's interesting that you mentioned that there's like you know like a really deep song about how love affects you and then another song about your girlfriend and then a song that's just as a fun pop right yeah i mean i mean it's it's valid um but you mentioned you're going to college where are you headed off to next year
1: i have no clue i'm not
0: i'm I'm actually my junior year so i haven't
1: like oh got it got it okay so i just took my sat
0: like it was yesterday i just took my sat (laughs) <laughs> oh really oh god yeah no it's always stressful did you, did you have to take it online or what no,
1: they had they had me come into my school and we were just separated apart mm-hmm. and just that way i think i did pretty good I'm, i want to go to new york that's the goal
0: oh like uh well like nyu or yeah that's the goal yeah no nyu is a fantastic school uh, are you looking to study music or what
1: um no i think i'm gonna major in English I wanted to do journalism and maybe
0: write a few books that's like but I also have to
1: like keep in mind if how like measure how music is by then like if I'm about to graduate high school and music's like popped off then like yeah I'm probably gonna have to like adjust that maybe if NYU has like audio engineering I'd probably go into that too
0: right okay that's interesting i mean like it, it's interesting that like um you're like like even looking that far off in the future i thought you were i thought you were a senior that's my bad but it's interesting that you're looking <laughs> no far. i
1: mean i i would think i would think that too if i'm even thinking about song like love letters like <laughs> like
0: yeah. far ahead but yeah no i mean just... it's it's interesting that you're thinking that far ahead because a lot of a lot of people in your situation with such a promising music career ahead of them would just like decide to put all their eggs into the music basket yeah. like for example like Glaive, for example, has been like, uh, has been very vocal about the fact that if they can pursue music as like a career straight out of high school, they're going to. Um, so I'm wondering, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> yeah. Not it's, even
1: like that. It's, I don't know. Because like my entire life, school has been my number one priority. Hmm. And I go to a private school. I'm in like all honors and AP. I'm like school is my number one priority.
0: <laughs> so Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, I got a, I got a 1350 on the SAT. I'm guessing you're gonna get better than me.
1: Wow, that's really good. Eh. Where did you go to? That's
0: that's good. What? It's it's all right. It's all right. I guess. But yeah, (laughs) yeah. I didn't, I didn't get that. I didn't get that crazy good of a GPA throughout high school. So uh, Uh, yeah, that's that's the that's the one uh, downside of that. But yeah,
1: yeah.
0: that's awesome that you're putting a priority on uh, priority on school though, because obviously, like, there's a potential of the. I don't think it's falling apart anytime soon, but there's always the potential of it falling apart, and it's good to have a backup plan. But um, before we get to the point where you're at now though, um, I'm sure you would have to go through like years of trial and error seeing like wh- what works and what doesn't for your sound and whatnot. Uh, so I'm wondering, how do you look back on like the earlier work from let's say like the beginning of your career?
1: Um, Completely different from what it is now. I was making like abstract rap. Like I was like my favorite artist ever is Earl Sweatshirt. I have an Earl tattoo like he's definitely- Oh, can we see of... it? Yeah, it's like, it says riot. Oh shit, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like definitely my favorite ever. And before, like hi- I was making, I guess, hyper pop. I was making mm-hmm. like abstract. Drop. I was listening to like Mike Navy Blue I was inspired by that entire New York scene. I only started making pop music in like August. I just started singing recently. I didn't sing before. So it was kind of it wasn't much of a like developing sound. It kind of just happened. I think the song I heard was like Bad Girls Club by Eric. And then I sent it to one of my friends and I was like, we should do something like this. And then we just did, like it just happened. (laughs) And it's weird. Like, cause my song, I don't know if it's necessarily developed. Cause I feel like it's just the audience that's developed. Like I kind of just started making it. I'm not sure if I've gotten better in the past six or seven months. It's kind of just that there's more people listening. Hmm. It kind of just, it was just a very sudden change. And I guess I do kind of miss it back then. Cause like, then there wasn't many outside influences. I kinda like knew this one Eric song, but then everything else was kind of just listening based on your right. creativity. But now since I've been doing it for a while,
0: yeah. Yeah. No, there's always like that feeling of like maybe going back to simpler times, but of course there's advantages to being in a place oh, yeah. here right now. And I mean the community is absolutely exploded in the past couple yeah. months. And uh something that's like come as a result of that is it feels like there's like a new collective that pops up every single week. Um <laughs> That's like so funny. like I, have, I did my own. That is so yeah funny. no yeah it's a uh, Targetta right is that is that how you pronounce it? Yeah. Right okay so I understand you're part of both No Heart and Targetta. Um could you walk yeah. us through how and why you went about going through uh, go, joining both of those groups?
1: Okay No Heart um this it was like December of last year I guess but I've been friends with Delto, Chloe for a mm-hmm. long time she's like one of my very early friends when I got in the scene. And I knew she was in No Heart, so I just, like, asked her one day. Because I was, I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say something. I wasn't in, like, an academy for, like, a bigger collective. Like, one of the mm-hmm. bigger, co- biggest collectives in the scene, they had this thing where they, like, made an academy where it was, like, a trial run for hmm. artists. And I realized I didn't really fit in that, like, fit in that collective sound. So I went to go to No Heart, talking to Draft for, like, a month about it. He keeps, like, delaying and saying, we have to clear roster, blah, blah, blah. But the one night where I got into No Heart was, it was the night where Masquerilla went live with Glaive on SoundCloud. Mm-hmm. And I won that whole thing. Oh, wow. And that's when like, he was like, okay, you're definitely No Heart now. So that was kind of what secured that spot for me. And Targeta was kind of just, kind of just want to do something that I really liked that I saw other people weren't doing, which is one, there isn't a lot of straight indie pop in the scene. So I wanted to mm-hmm. pursue that. Also, like writing, and Target is like a book. If you didn't know, like songs are going to be released in like ten-minute chapters. Oh that's shit, a, that's really interesting. Yeah, it's going to pursue in a book, and the chapters are going to be out of order. Like we started planning this stuff, but yeah, I just want to do something different.
0: That's really fascinating. Yeah, I mean, I ask because uh, the the topic of collectives has sprung up in the community again yeah. as as, uh, as Bloodhounds is as, uh, as unfortunately dissolved, yeah. but um, they're they've come to a close. So I'm wondering like as a member as a member of no heart yourself what do you think causes members of this community to draw to draw them like together and like form collectives like that so frequently
1: that's like it's like high school honestly like people just find friends fast and people just just having friends and having somewhere there like people are so i've never been in like environment as passionate as this community everybody's just so passionate like if become friends the next day, you guys are like just like that. You guys are so close and that's kind of what forms collective. It's a good collective starts with friends before it starts with music, for sure.
0: Damn, that's a good quote actually. That's really, really fascinating. <laughs> yeah. Um I mean uh that's really fascinating. But uh something else that's been a really uh, hot topic in the community lately is the sort of there's been a lot of takes going back and forth about the social hierarchy that exists oh, in yeah. the scene. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So I, I'm sure you know what I'm talking about how there's a really heavily, really heavy importance on like numbers, whether it be followers, monthly listeners, stuff like that. Um, and as like a burgeoning artist in this scene, have you ever experienced anything like any of the downsides, any of the upsides of that?
1: I am um, all the time. Like the downsides, I was like the first until like February, I was experiencing that like every day. Like it was so weird. Mm. It was very strange. Um, I guess it was pretty much until I got into no heart. Anytime I would try to insert myself like normally would always get like an example I was in a group chat and there's like a bunch of higher artists in me like whenever I'd say something to like insert myself somebody would be like oh you have like 150 followers like they would just talk down on me and that's definitely something that I know and I see like a lot of smaller artists continue to deal with like higher artists thinking that they can just say stuff just because they're platform and it's really fucked up
0: yeah that's frustrating because it puts more of like a focus on like rather than somebody's talent just the amount of numbers they have behind them um i mean i feel like that's that's bound to happen that happens in any creative field in general but it's really frustrating to see
1: just it comes to your attention when it's happening to you you know Mm -hmm. like it's so easy to get witch hunted in this community like an artist just says something bad about another artist and it involves absolutely nobody like Outside mm. of that altercation, everybody just shits on that one artist. Like, it's so easy to
0: get a witch on it in this community. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, hopefully now that there's a more of, like, an importance brought to it, like, I remember that tweet, like, blew up. There was quotes from, like, everybody talking yeah. about it. Hopefully now that there's more of, like, a focus on it, hopefully it results in, like, less people contributing to it now that, like, everybody understands that it. it's, like, a shitty thing yeah, to do. Yeah, for
1: sure, there like, artists that, like, kind of, like, I guess you could say break into the scene that like like no like let me give my friend Juno for example Mm -hmm. he's definitely kind of broken that the fact that like people thought Juno was like oh Juno's only gonna do good because he's friends with blah 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 and stuff like that people used to say a bunch of crazy shit about Juno but now look at him
0: so like yeah, Juno was, was so much fun to talk to. God, that yeah. was like like literally probably my favorite person I've ever interviewed. So much fun. Yeah,
1: I believe he's very, very nice. Very. Yeah,
0: very talkative as well. Loved, <laughs> loved talking about everything. Yeah, it was a ton of fun. But uh, going back to what you said about the sort of concept you have for Targeta uh, releasing music in like chapters and like having more of a focus on indie pop and that sort of realm um that's what b- drew me into cherry blossom blooms uh was like sort of the unique way that you blended i guess you could call like elements of like hyper pop and like indie pop and all this alternative even um so i'm wondering what made you go in that direction uh with the album in general
1: um i don't know i kind of just asked <laughs> <laughs> like osla the executive producer of the project like, best friends. That's my best friend sex every day, every day. They're, like, the one person in the community I'm, off like, always talking to. I don't know. I kind of just said, I don't want as many EDM. There was really no inspiration. I kind of just said, I want to do it, and it kind of just happened. Oh. Mm-hmm. There's no actual, like, acting. I think another one thing that did influence it, though, was, like, how bad people talk about it. Like, people talk so bad about Hyperpop for no reason. So I think nice. that was, like, Okay, so how- I can't do a whole project of, like, beep-boop, because nobody's
0: gonna <laughs> listen to <laughs> so like, I can't do beep-boops for a whole album, straight- I, that's so funny.
1: nobody's gonna listen to it, so, I like, I have to, like, indicate some level of seriousness, because there's a gray area with Hyperpop where you cross, where it's, like, seriousness and beep-boop. And you can't make a serious project if there's too much <laughs> beep-boop shit. <laughs>
0: very technical terms being thrown around in this conversation i gotta say <laughs> but um i gotta have more of like a like a strummy drummy uh beat instead of a beat boop beat but yeah um i mean I in my opinion i think i mean you're, you're right i mean it did set the album apart from it from like other albums being released at the same time frame yeah so um i'm just i'm wondering uh what are some of like your biggest inspirations when it comes to your music in general oh
1: um out of indie pop like my writing, I try to. I think I've like, I don't know. There's something I've told a lot of like interviewers, which just sounds so stupid. I'm sorry if it's a stupid quote because it's bullshit. But, um, like I try to take complex ideas and just, it down into like, some words. That makes sense. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Complex feelings and try to like dumb it down as much as possible. Because a lot of the artists I listen to are like mitsuki Um, Moon. I'm just a complex indie artist. That's all I listen to really. I don't listen to mm-hmm. as much music in the scene as I'm as compared to that kind of music. So that's where I get it really. I mean personal experiences and indie music. I've been getting recently into like bedroom ish stuff like Claro and beba Doobie. But still it's mostly from like yeah.
0: That's interesting because I mean, like, I feel like generally speaking, the sort of consensus that a lot, a lot of people in the scene, like a lot of like fans at least, think is like, oh, everybody in the scene just listens to like EDM and like their friends, and that's I'm, it.
1: I have the one EDM artist I've listened to is like, I can't even think of his name because I just listened to him like for the first time last week, and it's because his <laughs> new album came out. This oh. is Port Robinson. Porter, right? Porter Robinson. That's in yes. like dirty word because that's what I grind.
0: But like those right. are the only EDM you know, words I've ever listened to. So I, mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, that's funny. Um, uh, but I also understand you have a pretty uh, extensive record collection. So I was wondering if you could, uh, could you maybe give us a tour of some? Do you have yeah, them around I'll you right now,
1: them, or? Uh, I'll give you my favorite records. Have yes. Okay.
0: <laughs> I would love that it's my endless vinyl oh my god you have what (laughs) (laughs) what started out with this yeah jesus you're starting off with a heater my god wow okay and it's still in the foil too no it was wow okay and this
1: one's on my wall Mm. it's my spine Summer songs
0: Oh, that's awesome. Wait, did yeah. you, did you meet, um, did you meet? I know, actually didn't meet him, which is stupid. Cause like oh.
1: all the other tour dates allowed to meet him, but I oh. couldn't meet him. Oh, yeah, that's, that's a, a my song, Summer <laughs> i will to give you one more.
0: And then you also had like, uh, What Could Possibly Go Wrong by Dominic Fike?
1: Yeah. Love that, uh, love that album. I'm trying too. hmm Um, what is, I'm going to, let's end this on a good note.
0: hmm No, I'm here for oh. it. Yeah. Got you. This one's pretty good. This is a limited. Oh Astero my gosh! Bundle. That's yeah, awesome. It's like purple and Sussex. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. I also understand you have uh, Phoebe Bridgers' uh, Punisher. Um, yeah, it's the key the key to any woman's it. heart. <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> I love Phoebe Bridgers. Yeah, I love it. I um here, I don't know if you can see it all the way. I, I have all mine on the wall, but uh, I don't know if you can see that. Oh but there's up there there's like childish gambino because the internet yeah yeah yeah, all all sorts of stuff like that yeah your your collection far outpaces mine though (laughs) um are there any are there any records you're looking to pick up uh, looking to pick up soon or
1: yeah there's like an um valchemist he's dropping that project on friday Mm. it's like yeah i'm gonna get the like like that one hundred dollar one
0: that's like all the money i have <laughs> <So> <laughs> i'm gonna spend it on that so <laughs> that disco the distro kid check coming in about a it on a single vinyl. that was,
1: that was merch money so <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: all right i mean like hey yeah um um i'm wondering uh have you ever thought about maybe getting one of your releases on vinyl or no
1: i thought about it but i don't think i have enough people that would buy it I, my merch sold pretty well actually hmm. i don't know if would If people in the scene attract like to physical music.
0: I mean, like the one the one example I can think of, I was was gonna make a joke about like, oh, the first hyper pop artist to get a vinyl record, but like um (laughs) I I believe it was it was Eric's remix of Moving Like a Zombie with Umru. That one got a seven inch, that one got a seven inch, and that one like blew past its its target. They were like trying to they're trying to fund like I think like fifteen hundred dollars and they made like five figures on it. So that's so true.
1: Yeah. Would think, that'd be interesting i'm definitely interested in uh mm-hmm.
0: like hopefully by like the end of
1: the year i'll have a big enough fan base from comfort comfortable enough to be able to do that
0: yeah that'd be awesome to like get like a physical copy of that that'd be really awesome i think i would like freak out if i had a physical copy of my music yeah yeah, yeah. it's like uh it's like i remember you you tweeted something about like uh buying your merch is like buying stocks in you it's like investing in you <laughs> that's
1: literally what it is i got right. that from gum that's what <laughs> help me learn i'm actually gonna be on that though like because gum's new album on that and he prints like you know gum he prints like a shit ton of physical copies he's always Mm. selling colored vinyl and like cds and Mm. stuff that's gonna be cool to have
0: right awesome yeah that's i mean it's a it's an expense it's got a it's a big upfront cost but i think uh Mm -hmm. i think seeing more members of the community generate stuff like that it's always awesome to see um Next, I gotta ask something that sort of hits close to home to me because um, I believe we're about the same age. You're seventeen, correct? Yeah. Right. Okay. So we're both the same age. um, And whenever people like our age see artists like you like achieve such incredible things, there's usually like two thought uh, like schools of thought that people fall into. A lot of people like look at you dropping like an EP from like inside your bedroom, and they think like, "Oh, holy shit! If they can do it, then I can do it." But Unfortunately, something that happens all too frequently is like they look at like you being 17 or like Eric being 18 or Glaive going like fucking stupid nuclear right now at the age of 16. (laughs) And they think like, damn, I've like accomplished nothing by comparison. So I'm wondering, what would you say to somebody who's maybe like interested in getting into music, but is in in that sort of discouraged position?
1: Use that as your passion definitely if you if you get pissed off that you're not doing anything go and use that to make something because that's literally what happened to me mm. i was like fucking butt hurt when i was like what the hell like <laughs> these kids i remember because Redvale lives like in pg county and i live in pg county i saw oh, red yeah. I had, like, like, pop the fuck off and i was mm-hmm. making the same exact music as Redvale. i was like what the fuck yeah and i just used that to just mm-hmm. use that to just push myself like yeah you can definitely it, like as long as you just put time into it like you can def- with music that's all it takes mm.
0: yeah niagara was jesus niagara was really really impressive yeah i'm happy that is i'm happy it's in the place um recently did you watch the uh the weight music video that you put out recently i did yeah it was super duper impressive right and then the uh of course the flip side of that whole feeling of like being down on yourself for not getting enough done is obviously like artists are always their own worst critics. I think any creative can sort of relate to that feeling of like somebody being like, holy shit, this is really, really well done. You did such a good job on this, but you can only see like, oh, I fucked up like that maybe vocal line. I fucked up that like delivery or something. So, and it's easy to maybe feel like your work doesn't stack up to this, to people in the same field as you. So I'm wondering, have you ever felt any sort of like imposter syndrome um, with your work or? Every time I make
1: something, honestly, Mm. (laughs) I've honestly like, i've learned to not just not even think about it anymore Mm. if i make a song and i come back to it the day after and think of shit i'm not gonna like i'm gonna throw it away i'm just gonna keep it and drop it like it's not sometimes it's just not worth it i don't Mm. even know how to explain it it's just like i can listen to cherry blossom blooms and find a hundred things i Think I like mm. so fucked up but then again i have to realize that i'm listening as the creator and people are listening as listeners and they're not going to realize that
0: right yeah and i mean like yeah exactly there's always going to be things that like you see wrong in a project but then like nobody else notices exactly. so it, it's difficult to like put yourself in the position of like the the audience member i guess but yeah it's good that it's good that you're able to like move past it. That's like generally the consensus that I found is a lot of people are like, yeah, it's always gonna be there, but it's it's you're it's gonna be impossible to move past it. Right.
1: Exactly.
0: Right. So, um, something else that like personally drew me, uh, to this scene in general. I'm relatively I'm relatively new here, but something yeah. that drew to me uh, to the community is how like immensely accepting it is. Like everybody I've talked to in the scene has been like super generous, thoughtful, and caring. And it really seems like just about anything goes as long as you like treat other people with respect and are a decent human being. Um, And it feels like sort of like a rejection of how the music industry has been historically, like even like recent movements, like even like the SoundCloud rap movement, whether it be like having issues with homophobia, transphobia, whatever it may be. Um, So I'm wondering like as a member of the community, what do you think makes members of it so accepting and willing to like work with just anybody?
1: on our backgrounds we all have like common backgrounds i guess at least the people that i know we're all most of us are in minority groups and it's kind of like once you have that it's kind of like that's kind of who you are i don't know how to explain it like a lot of most of my friends three-fourths out of my friends are lgbtq or people of color once you have that and you understand who you are you kind of are more willing to like accept and like just Mm -hmm. I don't know it's just the community probably like this because of that for sure most of us as you can see are on the computer all the time and we're <laughs> constantly just absorbing all of this information so it's, it's product of that too
0: right yeah i mean like f- my sort of perspective on it is like maybe people that didn't necessarily were maybe like didn't have enough creative outlets and like, I guess, what you could call the real world? Um, just because, maybe, right. Yeah. That, because maybe they're like, they're pushed away or maybe they aren't accepted by people in person. So then they go online and then find communities and then they all band together and then create that's some amazing work. We starts. So yeah, I remember it was, I think it was Juno that tweeted, like, if you're in this community and you're straight, you're lying.
1: <laughs> that's literally, <laughs> that's pretty much how it is. That's because most people who make kind of music but because of friendships it's always it always starts with friendships like people that are actually directly involved in the community don't just like randomly just start making
0: hyper pop <laughs> i feel like right. it's because
1: they form friends that are like them and then it evolves into that
0: right and if you're not your name is Eliotto and then you know in that case <laughs> but um but yeah, um, and I mean, uh, it seems like there's like a new burgeoning artist going crazy in this scene every like two days. So I'm wondering if you could pick a handful of people to put our listeners onto right now, who would you uh, pick? Yeah,
1: um, Elliot, for sure. Elliot on Earth, amazing. Um, Basto, we have like the same followers. Um, Rory, I did a song with them recently. They're very good. Um, Bron Claire, a very good artist. And one more. Hmm. I'm going to use this one more wisely. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rhea, a producer, very good producer.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Um, and then on a similar note, let's, uh, let's use this time to, uh, to manifest some, some things. Uh, so if you could pick a handful of like dream people to hop on a song with, it could be like anybody, like who, who would it be? It could be like, patchy mate or earl sweatshirt who would you pick
1: <laughs> patchy mate or earl
0: that is so funny because i actually I'm supposed to work with patchy mate but oh <laughs> oh really okay
1: <laughs> um glaive is like i need a tavern um mitski that would be awesome
0: mm.
1: i want to work with one year mm. i want to work with billy eilish and Ooh. i'll work with like taylor swift i think yeah
0: yeah awesome yeah a lot of yeah. lo- I'm, oh, I'm gathering a lot of lot of pop a lot of indie influences yeah any phoebe ridgers in there at all or no
1: i feel like phoebe ridgers would carry me on a song i couldn't do it
0: <laughs> okay that's that's not an insult to you i think phoebe ridgers would carry just about anybody i think when she starts going off about like, I will never be your vegetable or whatever, I think just everybody's just like, just checks out and they're like, yeah, I can't compete with this.
1: It's we like... had sex at Dodger stadium or something like that. Just. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. And it's like, okay, yep. I can't compete with this, but yeah. Uh, all right. So you've come a long way in 2020, al- 2021 alone. Uh, and I think you've got a really, really bright future ahead of you. So I'm wondering uh, what can we expect from Ray Gun going forward?
1: Consistency. I just want to keep making music for myself because I think, that's definitely what made me start popping off, just making music for myself and letting people listen. And that's it, really. I just want to keep going up. I don't really have any don't have any plans, it's just in a day. To day. I, don't, I didn't realize I was going to get this big, so it's kind of hard to like <laughs> look in the future. So.
0: Right. And I mean... I mean, in this scene, at least, uh, in other in other places, it's like, what you don't have like three albums in the chamber, like. Uh, but I mean, yeah. In this scene, as long as you've got, um, you know, a direction for what type of music you want to create and a passion to create it, seems like that's all you really need to get going. Exactly. So, all right. Uh, thank you so much for meeting with me today. I really, really appreciate it.